six, I think it is, okay. of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says. I just can't call Dad in the afterlife and be like, Dad, could you stop playing tennis with Hitler for a moment and take a quick call? Nice. Yeah. That was from season one of the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. So, how are you, sir? I'm good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Went and saw Thor today. Did you? Mm-hmm. What, what, what were your thoughts? <laughs> um, well, that's not bearing well at all. <laughs> it was good. I mean, it was a good movie, visually. Yeah. Fight scenes were incredible. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's still continuing on this Thor path. That I'm not into, really. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind corniness, but... Yeah. It's almost gotten to a point of too far for me, so... Yeah, that's a shame. It's almost like a movie made for kids, you know what I mean? Like, right. It's weird. It's very strange. <laughs> but, um... There's a lot of it that I liked, and there was a lot of it I disliked. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's funny, like, you and I... And, you know, a few of us, like, our good friend, Otter, like, we prefer the more serious Thor. Yeah, yeah. Like, the first, the, four we, the Thor we saw up until Thor, uh, or not Thor, um, Avengers Age of Ultron. Like, yeah. you know, that, that, that style of Thor, and then he kind of, you know, Takiyi Watala took, you know, did Ragnarok, and everybody kind of like, oh, this is great, Thor's funny, and I... And Helmsworth delivers with that shit. He does a good job with it. I'm not saying it. he doesn't deliver. But it's just, this version of Thor isn't the Thor like I read in the comics. It's not the third version of Thor that, you know, he started off as. I understand he's the character has evolved, but this evolution isn't that great of an evolution. Yeah. That's what I, that's how I feel. Yeah. So. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I, I've had misgivings about it. I like Christian Bale. Yeah. It was good. The story was good. Like, the root story was really good. Yeah. It's just... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. And Valkyrie was in it. I mean, like, all the pieces were there. Yeah. And Natalie Portman was incredible. Um, I was telling you. Yeah. Like, that's what I was most worried about, and that's one of the best parts of the movie. Right. And that storyline's good. Yeah. Really good. Right. Like, there's there's really good story there. Like, the roots of it are, like, really well done. Right. Well written. Yeah. It's just all the comedy stuff is just kind of like, oh, God. Yeah. No, I get that. Sort of like what you see in the trailers all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like someone just needed to say, stop. You know what I mean? Like, funny, good. Moving forward, funny, good. Moving forward. It just kept... It was like one-liners after one I thought the Russo brothers balanced that out well <laughs> in Infinity War and Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. Like, I thought they balanced that... Like, I mean, in, in Infinity War, I mean, he has that moment where he's talking to Rocket in the pod about, you know... He's never lost. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
and you know that that whole like I'll avenge Loki and yeah. Asgard, and I, all that stuff he's going through, and Rock is kind of like, I don't know if this guy's. I mean, yeah, but it's yeah. it's really but it's really well done. He's very serious in that moment. Well, it's it, kind of like the chains were unleashed in yeah. this movie. Yeah, you it's know like, what I mean? it, but it's like the Russo brothers found a way to balance that humor because there is the humor, like with the Guardians at, at, at first, where you know, yeah. he's like, you know, well, clearly you're the captain, you know, and uh, talking yeah. to the Rocket and everything, you know, like all this stuff that kind of happens. He, they 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 balance the humor even in, in Endgame with you know, Fat Thor. Yeah, they, they find a way to balance the humor aspect of it. Yeah. But at the same time, there is a a seriousness to the character that has to be there, and they did a good job of balancing. I I don't think Takihi Watala does right. Like he he's a fantastic writer. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you know what we do in the shadows, Jojo Rabbit. You know all, all the stuff that he does. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard nothing but good things about you know. Uh, the the pirate show on HBO Max. Yeah, you know, th- there's all these stuff that he does that's fantastic. But he, you know, the comedy works in those areas. Here, he, he's he's still being him. They're not. There's nobody to rein him in. I guess. Right. Like and Kevin Feige's like I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know, and if Kevin Feige's fine with it, then it's gonna fly. Right. You know. And and so I, I I just I feel like it, it goes back to like that story of like when they were doing the first Guardians movie, James Gunn did a screening for Joss Whedon and uh, Kevin Feige, and at the end of it, Joss Whedon was like, "I just expected to be more James Gunn," mm-hmm. you know. So James Gunn, who like in Suicide Squad, I felt like you know. They let him do what he wanted. Yeah, yeah. You know, that felt very James Gunn. Right. In, in Guardians, it felt like, well, they, they, they reined him in. Yeah. I mean, they're not reining in to the Watala for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, there was just so many really great moments, and then it's just kind of like... Yeah. It's too much comedy. Like, it's, it was just, you know... Just right. too much. I, I don't know. I couldn't... Couldn't really understand it. I mean, I understand the movie. Like, the storyline's there. I mean, the root of that storyline is just so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it is. Wait till you see it, because you're going to look at the root of this story, Sean, and you're going to be like, wow, this is some good writing here. Yeah. Yeah, right? Something's wrong. Oh, no, it picked it all up. Okay. Yeah. It's acting, not that acid, he's acting weird. Yeah. But it seems to pick up everything, so yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, 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 you know, I definitely agree. Like, I, I mean, and I, you should probably see it in the theater. Yeah. I mean, just because of the effects, just because of the fight scenes alone. Yeah. I think it's worth it. <clears throat> I wouldn't see it in you know, anything yeah. like that, but I would see it in the theater. Right. Maybe next weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. I, I'm still, you know. There are aspects of it you liked. There's a lot you didn't, and probably the bad's outweighing the good. It sounds like, right? But like in Ragnarok, it was just a bunch of wasted characters. Yeah, 
I mean, they killed the whole crew, killed all of Asgard. Yeah. There was no war. Um, you know, it yeah, could have been a Helm's Deep type of war, and it just yeah. never happened. And so it was... Killed the, the villain, killed... Yeah. Yeah, killed Bill Butcher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's kind of like they killed everybody. Yeah, yeah, and it was just kind of like a big letdown. Yeah, in a sense, it, it, in a way, the movie almost felt like it was just a bridge to yeah, his, yeah, um, what he was going through. But it was just kind of like it was just the comedy just got to be too much. And there was one part where I actually <laughs> I wasn't gonna walk out or anything, but there was one part where I was like, "This is fucking the stupidest thing I've ever seen." Yeah. And that lasted for about 10 minutes, 15 oh, wow. minutes. I was like, this is awful. And I was like, and this is disrespectful. Yeah. Like, to the comics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was just kind of like, wasn't going to walk out, but I was like, oh, just get through this scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the scene ended well. Right. You know, the right. end of it was good. But... All the other, it wasn't. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, did that, saw that. Okay. And Strange New Worlds, whew, what a show! Oh, what an episode! Damn. Man, was that good? That was excellent. And it also kind of like put Star Trek the movies off to the side, <laughs> in a sense. Well, no. It, I, here, here's what it did. Here, it, and I don't know if you caught this. And I'll be honest, I wouldn't have if it hadn't been for the internet. Maybe I would have because I kind of recognized it a little bit. And then I was like, oh, this is what the internet was talking about. This was a remixed version of an original series episode called Balance of Terror. Okay. Okay, and in that episode, obviously, Kirk's the captain of the Enterprise. So, what Pike is trying to show himself is if you if you write this letter, if you write these letters, and you and nobody and this incident doesn't happen, and you don't meet meet your destiny, you're in the chair, and Kirk isn't. Yeah. And your decisions are different from Kirk's. And because of your decisions, here's what happens, which leads to the, basically the death of Spock, who later on, in the next generation, becomes the emissary to Romulus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, they played a very long game yeah, in yeah. that episode. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was like this very interesting thing of, like, the decisions that you're going to make today are going to affect us a hundred years in the future <clears throat> yeah. because of what's going to happen yeah. in, in this incident. And it's like very, like, it, and like if you, I went back, like after figuring this all out, mm. I went back and I watched that episode of Star Trek. Okay. Because I was like, I was like, I kind of remember this, but I don't. And, and, and it was like the original series, like their submarine Episode, okay, like you know, because like it was like you know the Romulans are cloaked, they're, they're <laughs> tracking them, like like everything like like they were doing in the in in this episode, but there's no Farragut. You know, Kirk's in the chair, 
you know, and it was just, it was a very interesting, like, okay, so because of what Kirk does, war is averted. Yeah, yeah. Because he fires him out of the guy or whatever. Well, he, well he, what is he doing in the series? Because I don't remember the episode. Well, he, he, he gets them to a point where the, the ship's distressed. Yeah. Like, they're, he, he, he figures it out and he fires at them and he hits them. Like, he's, he's playing like fucking a battleship. Like, you know, they're, fi- they're firing off phasers, like, here, there, everywhere, like, to, like, hopefully get a random hit. And they do a few times. Yeah. And um, at the end of it, like, that same speech the Romulan gives Pike before he gets blown out of the sky, yeah. the Romulan gives Kirk. But it's a completely different context. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's very interesting. So like it was like, and you know, they they end up you know blowing the ship to prevent anything from happening. Yeah. You know? And it's like a really interesting episode. So like, you know, it's like when you compare the two, it's like really, really, really well done. And I I, I really enjoyed. I even enjoyed it more after rewatching the Star Trek episode. Uh huh. Because I, you know, you can see the parallels of what was taking place, yeah, and the decisions that Pike makes compared to what the decisions that Kirk is making, <clears throat> right? You know, and so it was kind of cool, yeah. Um, so I would highly recommend if you watched the, the 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 season finale of Star Trek Discovery, go back and watch the the the, the original series episode Balance of Terror, because they they bookend each other very very well. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, but it, I mean, overall, even by itself, it's a phenomenal episode. Like, without that knowledge, yeah. Like, watching that episode was like just really fascinating. Like, the decisions you make are going to have these long lasting effects. Right. So you have to meet this destiny that you're desperately trying to avoid. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah, fantastic. The fantastic. I, I, I was bummed the season's over. Yeah, I know. I honestly was. I, I was. Hope they don't cancel it. No, I know they just completed filming season two. Because uh, they canceled the card. Well, after from what f- I hear, from a, after a third season. Oh, is there going to be a third? There's going to be a third season. Because they announced that, but that after three seasons they're done, and I think that's mostly because Patrick Stewart's eighty two. <laughs> but yeah but anyway yeah. this episode was phenomenal it Kirk, was I liked Kirk too I liked the guy that played Kirk and I, I'm not plugged into Star Trek Twitter yeah like I am with Star Wars Twitter I'm yeah. much I'm much more plugged in with Star Wars Twitter than I'm with Star Trek Twitter but overall the um The, I guess the people love the show, like just like from what I'm reading. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't know what Star Trek Twitter is saying. I'm, I'm sure they're tearing it apart. But <laughs> like the average person, like you and I, who's like, yeah, I like Star Trek. Yeah, I watch it. Like love this show. Yeah. The and I, I think with good reason. I, I think this is the best. I need to say because I love Discovery. But I think this is the best show that they've put out since they started doing these shows on on Paramount Plus. Do you think? 
Yeah. I do. And I, I say that as somebody who, like, I love Discovery. Yeah. I mean, other than the third season, I, I, I think Discovery's been a very good show. Yeah. The, 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 this first season, I mean, it's only ten episodes, but not a single one of them was bad. No. If anything, the worst episode was the first episode. Yeah. Like, it was a show that got better every single week. Yeah. It's written well. Yeah. And while it doesn't have, like, an overarching storyline like Discovery does or like Picard does, actions still have ramifications. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they'll, they'll, you know, the, the whole thing with Pike knowing his destiny, like every, everything that happens, like, Dr. Mbaga losing his daughter right like he did in the next episode he, that was still clearly a raw emotion for him you know like everything like has like they're, it's still connected it's not like other shows even like the original series or the next generation where it felt like whatever happened in episode one had no effect on episode 10 right 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 it was just completely random episodes <laughs> right right you know this at least, while the it's not connected with an overarching storyline, there are still storylines that are connected. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get you. You know. Yeah. And the storylines are good. Yeah. You know, each character has this storyline. Right. You know what I mean? Which is pretty fascinating. It is. Yeah. It's very it's very interesting to me. Like, I, I, I love... I, I love all the characters, like all all the main players. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, really good. You know. Yeah. And each and each one of them has had their spot in the sun, so to speak. Except for the navigator. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, but apparently she, she said she gets her spotlight in season two. Uh-huh. Yeah. But still, like I mean, like everybody else, you're right. Like they've had that moment in the sun to shine. Yeah. Which I like. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and like other shows, like Next Generation did that. But like, you'd be like, oh, this is a Data episode. Right. You know. Oh, this is a Riker episode. Yeah. Worf's dressed up like a cowboy in this episode. Yeah. You know, oh, this is a holodeck episode. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. shit like that. Like, where with this, like every like every episode, like, you know, Oh, oh, this is this episode. This is her episode. Okay. And I like how it tied in from the beginning and then it tied in at the end. I thought that was like just really good writing. Yeah. Like waking up, making her breakfast or whatever. Yeah. Cooking as he usually does. Yeah. I like the fact that he cooks. Yeah. I do. I think it's neat. I think it's just, I don't know, something to do, right? I mean, like... Yeah, that's what he does. That's what he does. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, she comes back and gets gets Una. Yeah. Una. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's not going to go well in the bedroom. No. And he was like, that's it. You're done. Yeah. No more of this. Yeah. Yeah. No more D for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no more leftover Alfredo for you. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> And he's done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You ain't getting the beard either. <laughs> yeah. I, I like how he almost broke that dude's arm off. Oh, yeah. 
Like, that was a fuck around and find out moment. Yeah, I mean, that was like a Spock move. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, damn, that's some Vader shit. Yeah. That was badass. But I like how he lost his cool there. Yeah. But I also like to show that, like, he stands up for what he believes in. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, if it means breaking an arm or a wrist... Yeah. You're going down. And that guy was like, ow! No, he didn't. But I mean, like, you know, that classic yeah. Indiana Jones guy falling off the yeah. cliff. Yeah, the Willem scream. Ah! Yeah, yeah. No, but, um. <coughs> yeah, he took him down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, had him on his knee. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, he loves her. I mean, you know, yeah. there's a love for her. I right. mean, not. It's platonic. But what I'm saying yeah. is, like, he loves her. And it's cool to see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's part of the inner circle. She's part of the three. Like, with, with the original track, it, it was Spock, McCoy, and Kirk. Yeah. With him, it's him, Una, and Spock. Yeah. You know, that's that's the, the three. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, that was a touching moment with Spock. Yeah. That was, that was pretty brutal. That was, yeah. And then when he called him Chris. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah Chris. Yeah. That was badass. Yeah. The human side came out. Yeah. Forced, but still. Right. But like it was like it but it, it, you're right, it was like interesting <laughs> to like Because you kind of forget that Spock was on the you know, Spock was in the Enterprise for like thirty fucking years. I know. <laughs> you know, like the fucker never left. <laughs> Once a science officer, always a science officer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know. Time to make the donuts. <laughs> that motherfucker like had his like shit like just like stacked there, like you know. They named science after me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like you, for, but you forget that, like, I mean, the, the the guy's been on the Enterprise for like thirty fucking years. Yeah, he knows that shit more than anybody. Yeah, and so, but you, so you, you. Didn't think that he would have, like... And you should, because like, if you go back to, like, the, the cage, you know, or, um, you know, the episode that used the cage for the flashbacks, like, that clearly showed he had a love for Chris Pike. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for you to, like, say, like, yeah, I'm hijacking this ship, and I'm taking my friend to a planet where he can live a decent life. Right. With a chick who... I think he could grow to love. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like he, that was Spock, like, the most human thing Spock could do. Yeah, yeah. Is hijack the Enterprise and take it back to that planet so Chris could live his life out. Yeah. You know, my friend. And you don't think about that because, you know, it's drilled into your head, Spock, McCoy, and Kirk. Right. You know, like, even, <laughs> even in, like, the, the, um... J.J. Abrams movie, like, Spock's like, what do you mean we're not friends? Yeah. What the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. We gotta fix this. <laughs> this shit ain't right. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, like, as drilled in your head, that's who Spock's, like, best friend is, is Kirk. Right. You know? But it might have been Chris Pike. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think he was very close to Jim, but... Yeah. I mean, you know... But I mean, I think I mean, Kirk did hijack the Enterprise to save Spock, right? You know, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, I think that 
He was also close with Pike. Yeah, clearly. And like it's like interesting to see that relationship as compared to the relationship of Kirk and Spock. Right, right. It's different. It is it's different, but it's both they're both very, very close. Right, right. I like the old Scotty reference too. That was pretty oh, yeah. That, that was. Yeah. Come on now. That was, I almost that was ro- some good I, stuff. I almost rolled a tear. Yeah. Like I, I I felt like I was like, oh it's Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That was that was pretty Yeah. Monumental. Yeah. Perfect Scott. I mean, it was perfect accent. Yes. Yeah. It, it was great. My mom would have liked that. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, I just, I just, it's such a, it's just such a fucking great show. I know. I mean, truly. Like, I just, I can't get over how well done every episode is. I, I'm disappointed it's only a 10 episode season. Yeah. And it just goes, it's, it ties in. Like, every episode begins well and ends well. Yeah. And there's great filler. That makes any sense. Like, there's nothing... There, there hasn't been a single episode... Even the episode I thought was going to be, like, typical, like, oh, here we go, shenanigans with, like, the fairy tale book. Yeah. That was a really well-done episode. Yeah, it was. Well, it made sense. Yeah. Like, once you figured it out, like, it made sense, but, like... And while, like, the stuff... Maybe, like... In the middle, I was like, oh, come on, guys, come on. Like, at the end, I was in tears. I know. You know? I know. Like, it was like, oh, shit. And when she comes back, and she's like, yeah, it's been like 20 years for me, Dad. I'm having so much fun. Yeah. He's like, it's been 30 fucking seconds for me. Right. You know? So, like, the, the, it, that ending was phenomenal. Yeah. But, like, I mean, overall, I mean... It, it just—it's a f- fantastic show. Yeah. He just nails them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I like the I, I see where Kirk is coming from, but he's also young. I, I but you know what I mean, like, right? I, not young. I shouldn't say that because Kirk's always like that. But I don't know. He's more hot-headed. Probably in his youth than he was in his, you know, 80s. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With every hairpiece that was put on that man, yeah. he yeah. toned it down just yeah. a bit. Right. Until generations. Cooking <laughs> that fucking ostrich egg. Oh. Malcolm McDowell. Anyway. Yeah. Um... But I, I am drawn more to I don't know why, but I'm drawn more to Pike than I am to Kirk. Yeah. Except for Chris Pine's Kirk, I like that Kirk. I like that Kirk too. Like I mean, don't get me wrong. I love I mean, Shatner's. I, Kirk. I like Shatner's. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna knock Shatner's Kirk. Right. But I do like Chris Pine's Kirk. I do. I really do. Like I. I mean. And we've talked about, like, I don't understand how he's not a bigger actor. Like, how he doesn't get bigger roles and stuff like that. And there's a movie on Amazon I, I gotta watch that he's in. It's a spy movie. It looks very, very good. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, like, you're, like, you're right. Like, his Kirk is, like, so fucking good. I mean, the epitome of that Kirk was that bar fight scene in the first movie. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's Jim Kirk, raw. 
Yeah. You know? And oh, yeah. I want to see more of this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, which is so good. I loved in that in the other movie where they flipped the roles. Where, oh, yeah. Where Kirk went to. Yeah. Oh. Kirk saved the ship. And, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so well done. Anyway, enough about Star Trek. But this is just a great show. You know what else I like in those movies? I, I like John Cho's Sulu. Yeah. I like his, his version of Sulu a lot. Like, when he sits in the command chair and he's like... He gives that speech about how he's got torpedoes oh, yeah. aimed and he will fire. And McCoy's like, remind me never to play poker with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes. That was good. Yeah. I, I liked... What's his name is McCoy? Oh, yeah. They just had a, just a great lineup of people. Yeah. They did. I mean, that lineup of cast was just... Zachary Quinto. Damn near perfect. Yeah. But this guy playing Spock now, I like him. I like him a lot too. Yeah, he's playing it well. Yeah, it's kind of more, more on the traditional level. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I don't think Quinto Spock was more. It was traditional. I think it was to a certain extent. But I loved how in this new episode too, where they, I like how they explored the fact that they hadn't seen the even seen the Romulans in a hundred years. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that was goes back to the, sh- the original episode, Balance of Terror. Yeah. It was like, they don't even know what they look like. Right. And when Spock's eye went up, he was like, hmm. Yeah. And I've been telling people that for years. I was like, well, they're, you know. And they were like, nah. I was like, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's one. I mean, I know some Star Trek facts. Yeah. From mom. You know what I mean? But uh, I love when that eye went up. I was like, that's badass. There's so many nods, but they're so small. Yeah. And if you really pay attention, you'll catch them. Right. Well, I mean, in, in Balance of Terror, they do the same thing. Yeah. It's like, again, like almost shot for shot. Mm. Where, like, okay, we can see what the Romulans look like. And you see them. And the camera kind of like goes to Spock. And he, kinda, and he does that eye ra- like eyebrow raise. Yeah. You know, and it goes to commercial. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's still like, it's that moment of like, Spock's like, Oh shit. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, fuck. I don't know. Anyway, good things all around. I mean, we got yeah. Una to deal with. We have Spock's brother out there somewhere causing havoc. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have this arc of the Gorn. Oh, the Gorn out there. Yeah, there's some good stuff going on with this show. Yeah. I would be happy if this show was on for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. You and me both. 10 I mean, years of die. joy. Yeah. If it was, if, if every season was like this, I, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. I am completely. I just think it's such good. I mean, it's just good science fiction. It's good TV. Yeah. And it's good to be back in space for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Seriously. Speaking of which, I saw you got up to episode 10 of uh, For All Mankind. Nah, I, I, I keep falling asleep. Do you? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm on season two, like episode five or six. Okay. So I'm making my way through. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm binging it so hard that I'm like, I'm knocking myself out. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I get that. 
I get it. Because I wait till everybody goes to bed and I watch an episode, I watch an episode, I watch an episode, I watch an episode, and it's like all of a sudden it's 3.30 in the morning. And I'm yeah. Like, okay, I'll start the next episode. <laughs> yeah. And I'm out. But so far, it's it's fantastic. It is. The whole space stuff and rescue crap, I'm yeah. all into that, dude. Yeah. I thought that was like some of the best shit that I saw. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when he was out there with that module or whatever. It was like he had the th- like the perfect throw. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, over over the God. other capsule. I was like, oh fuck, he missed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the show brings about like being tense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're tense. You're it, it makes you feel tense when they're in space. Yeah. It does. It truly does. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. You know? And so if it brings out that kind of emotion. Yeah. A plus for me. You know? Yeah. And, you know, I like the sub-story of the girl, the, you know, homeless girl. You know, all that stuff is really good. um, Oh, man, when, when, uh, when what's-his-name died, I was like, Jesus. Deke. When Deke died, I was, oh, that was, that was heartbreaking. It was. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. It was, yeah. Oh, my God. I was just like. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I also like the, that episode where he fucking put him in... The Russian came over and he fucking... Oh, oh yeah. man. That was some good shit. Yeah. 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 Because they both have the same mindset. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it was good. Everything about this show is good. Not as good as Star Trek, but it's a good show. It's a fantastic show that, like, playing that what if game. Yeah, I just, I like it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, up to where you're at in the show, like, even the way it kind of manipulates history a little bit. Yeah. And it manipulates, like, like, Lennon didn't, you know, John Lennon wasn't killed. Yeah. So, like, he's a figure. Like, you know, he's talking about, like, peace and everything else and, like, it it, it it it's it's really it it's playing up the Cold War so hard. Yeah. Which I mean, I can't like having lived through the Cold War and like younger generations don't understand this. Yeah. Like I, I get like terrorism, especially like you know something happening on a domestic level, is 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 something that you you would be afraid of. But, like, it was drilled into my head that at any minute the Russians could just fire their nukes. Like, nuclear oblivion was, like, right there. It could happen at any time. Yeah. You know, like, okay, we're going to have a, a, a drill today where we have to go out and stand in the hallway because that's the safest place in case of a nuclear attack. You know, it was shit like that. You yeah. know? Like that, and like you're like, just stand still. We just, you know, you're like, oh, what the fuck, you know, like, and like, and like there were movies about like, you know, the the what was that one? The um, I mean, the one where like, they they, they they it was about like the aftermath of a of a nuclear attack. I can't remember what the name of it was. Day one or something like that. Nah. You mean when we were young? Yeah. No, nah, it was um. Uh, 
Keep going. I'll tell you. Okay. I know it. Yeah. I, I watched it. Yeah. So did I. A day something. Yeah. I, I'll tell you in a second. But it like fucked with my head. You know, like I was like, you know, oh shit, we could die. Right. You know, and you know, of course, it was like people were like, well, obviously Pittsburgh's a a prime target because of the steel industry. Right. They would want to cripple that. Oh yeah. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, you know, at ground zero. We need to move somewhere else. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was right. like it was shit like that that, like, as a kid, kind of fucked with me a little bit. All right, so, right. so like, it was like them playing up the Cold War like they do, especially with the space race, is interesting to me because it, it it gives me almost like bad flashbacks. <laughs> really? Yeah, like a little bit. I'm like, you know, oh fuck, what if this? Where, what would I be thinking if I was a little kid during all of this? Like, you know, it's 1984. I would have been like, you know, 12. Right. You know, fuck, I've been fucked up. You know, so like, I've enjoyed it. Like, I think it's a really, really, really good good show. Yeah. I think it's, you know, extraordinarily well done. Um, I, I can't wait to see how season three ends. Because, uh. Every episode of season three has been fantastic. Really? Yeah. My phone's like downloading. Wait, here we go. I'll take one second. Okay. Because I used to watch it all the time. Oh. Alphamography. Yeah, because there was like that scene where like the woman gave birth and it was like chewing the uh, umbilical cord off the baby yeah. and stuff. Like I was like, oh, fuck. My phone's downloading him. Uh, Just look up Jason Robarts. Because he was the one that was in it. If we're thinking of the same movie. Okay. Barnes. Nuclear movie. The day after. The day after, yeah. Yeah. He was a doctor, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> That was a HBO special, boy. That was always on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think they played, like, I, I think I, I remember watching it, like, on, like, regular TV. Like, they did, like, a, a one-time. I think it was, like, on all the channels. Like, it was, like, this is, like, a movie every, every American must see <laughs> yeah. type of deal. And, like, afterwards, I'm like, what the fuck, Mommy? <laughs> Are we going to die? The, uh, well, it's funny. You know, there was three movies that were always on HBO, and they all had Jason Robards in it. Something Wicked This Way Comes, Max yeah. Dugan Returns, and yeah. this movie. Yeah. We're always on HBO. <laughs> yeah, they were. All the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. They must I I mean, I, they must have been paying Jason Robards. I, I don't, he was in everything. And Dream a Little Dream. They played Dream a Little, little dream, dream all the time, time. too, on yeah. HBO. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I can't remember. I, I, I can't even think of a movie that was consecutively with the same actor like that constantly on rotation on HBO. Dabney Coleman movies seem to be on HBO a lot too. Like nine to five was constantly on HBO. Yeah. Um, the one. Oh, what was the name of the fucking movie? The 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 kid. He was like the kid's imaginary spy friend. I, I, oh, I know, I know what you're talking. About. Yeah. I know. Oh, it's gonna drive me nuts because I watched that movie like a thousand. Superman fucking... was on a lot though. Superman was also on a lot. Yes. Dabney, War Games is also another one. The toy was on a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
So is the Deer Hunter. <laughs> I gotta find this fucking movie. Nine to Five was on a lot. Nine to Five was on a lot, yeah. Um... He was also in the Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh yeah, Cloak and Dagger. That was the. Oh movie. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Dabney Coleman, one of those underappreciated, but the guy was in like fucking everything. I couldn't say no to a role actor. Right. Very good actor though. Yeah, there's only one real actor that I hated back then, and I I still can't stand him, and he's dead now. <laughs> But uh, is uh, my God? He played in So I Married an Axe Murder. He drove Mike Myers to the fucking hotel. Oh my God! He was in Clifford. <laughs> wow! Oh my God! You know Clifford? Oh, Charles Grogan. Oh, can't fucking stand him. Really? Oh. I, I can't even... I can't. Wow. Yeah. Can't. Even in The Great Muppet Caper. Yeah. Can't. Wow. He's like the epitome of the 80s to me. I like, know. I can't. Like, I mean... I just can't stand him. Yeah. Like, that dude was like in every fucking I thing. I know. I just... He's just so weird. I, he plays the same character in every fucking movie. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I just... It bothers me. <laughs> there are just certain actors that do that. Like, um... Who's that other actress? Ah, there's an actress I can't stand either. Yeah. She played Mother in The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Oh, I'd have to look that up. I, I know, know, I don't know her name. I, she drives me crazy, do you? Not Rita Wilson. Is it Rita Wilson? No. It's not Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson hasn't done enough. No, it's not Rita Wilson. I just can't think of the woman's name. But she's in everything. And she just drives me up a wall. Mary Steinberg used to do the same thing. Oh, there's one. Ted Danson. I can't stand anything Ted Danson's in. Really? Wow. I like Cheers. That's it. Three Men and a Baby. That was good. Let me see her face. I'll tell you who she is right away. Christine Baraniski? Yes. Okay. Can't stand her. I know. I, I don't know what it is. She doesn't bother me, but like I get where you're coming from, though. With her, because uh-huh. there are some things that like I've seen her in where I'm like, yeah, I don't care for you at all. Yeah, she just gives me that vibe. Yeah, and he, Mary Steinberg used to be that way, but I think it was just like Back to the Future was such a letdown for me that I just hated her for it. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. Huh? Yeah, because she was good, Michael. Yeah, you know. Yeah, she's done a lot of good stuff. She has done good parenthood. Yeah. I mean, she's done some good things. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just that hatred that 
it was just so awful in Back to the Future that I just could not forgive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that was like, you know, your bridge too far. Yeah, I mean, like... And I'm holding it against you. You know, out of a series, how can you ruin it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get trying to pump it out and everything, you know? Right. But you just... I mean, don't get me wrong, the first one was so fucking good. You know? How do you live up to that? But at the same point, you gotta come close. And those other two movies just didn't come close. They just didn't. Yeah. And she's on a lot of good... I mean, she was in Step Brothers. Oh, yeah. I know, she's done a lot of shit, dude. She has, yeah. A lot. She's married to Ted Danson, too, I think. I th- or she was, because, I, I mean, you know, he was fucking Whoopi Goldberg for a minute there. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she's still very active. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I know. She doesn't bother me as bad as she used to be. No. I mean, she was an elf. Yeah, she was great in Elf. Uh, she was an I Am Sam. Uh. You know who's funny that comes up every once in a while in a movie that you're like, what the fuck is the girl from Airplane? Yeah. Every once in a while, she just, just like, pops pop up. In. Yeah. And I'm like, get out of town. I just want to scream at her, where's your trombone, lady? Yeah. I forgot she was in powder. Oh. Mm. She was also in Clifford. <laughs> there you go. I know she was in Clifford. She yeah. played Charles Grodin's love interest. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. That's uh... a... <laughs> Clifford, clearly one of your all-time it's least one of favorite movies. Favorite movies. A movie you must absolutely hate. I, I don't actually. I don't hate it that bad. I just, yeah, I guess I do. I but I like Martin Short, so it kind of makes up for some things. Yeah, you know. Like yeah, when he's trying to get on that train singing San Francisco. I'm like, that's some funny ass shit. Yeah, but also it's too much short for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I no, I get it, it's, it's 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 like you know. It's kind of like, like, there's such a thing as too much Mike Myers. Right. You know, same thing here. There's a little too much Martin Short. I tell you what, though, that's Steve Martin. Martin Short. Oh, I've heard another good things and about what's her that. Name? Yeah. That is a really good show. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. I have watched that. It's, yeah. It's really good. Like, they just tone him down enough. Right. Like, he comes in with his one liners as usual, but it's not right. like. Ed Grimley, the whole episode. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like he's. Yeah. It's it's really good. It's it's inner space, Martin Short. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, first off. Well, less actually less than a little, little less than that. Yeah. I mean, he comes with his one-liners. Yeah. But it's it's not that. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. I th- as personally, I think Inner Space is probably one of his best performances. Oh yeah, on, in a movie. Yeah, that did well. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean that and uh, the Three Amigos are like the only two like <laughs> like Martin Short vehicles. Oh, I, I mean, can't even believe they got the three of them together like that. I know Martin, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. I get. Yeah, but having Chevy there was like oh, that must have fucking really irked fucking Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
Oh, this movie so fucking funny. Oh yeah, I'm not saying. Yeah, that. I'm just saying that. You know, <laughs> yeah, must have really hurt them. I, I mean, I don't know if they were friends back then. I don't know. I mean, because like, I mean, all you hear is like, it's like how horrible Chevy Chase is to work with. Yeah, no. But like at the time, like he was one of like he was still like one of the biggest star comedy stars in the in Hollywood. Right. You know when when that movie came out. Like, you know, he was still at the top of the game, so I could I could see where like you'd want to work with them, but like at the end of it was like where Martin and Short like Fuck that guy. <laughs> Especially <laughs> Martin Short. Yeah. And Martin Short was young. Yeah. Man. I know, fuck that guy. Hey, Faye. I mean, would you say I had a plethora of gifts? <laughs> yes, El Guapo. <clears throat> hey, Faye, do you know what I mean when I say plethora? <laughs> I think the only thing that Chevy Chase was really good in was fucking the vacation movies. Fletch. Yeah, Fletch. I, I'll give you that. Yeah. He was good in Fletch. But that one. But most of his movies were garbage. Like, nothing but trouble. Oh. <laughs> it's a horrible fucking movie. Isn't it? <laughs> and I mean, like, I will watch that at the drop of a hat, too. Because yeah. it's so fucking bad. Yeah. But it's, like, so bad in, like, a way that, like, it's like looking at a train wreck. Oh. It's so bad. It is. But it's, like... It hits right on the mark for how weird Chevy Chase is. Yeah. Like, I don't think he ever came back from that movie. He just acted like that for the rest of his career. Yeah. No, for real. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it's like one of those just oddball things. Like, I mean, it's like this oddball movie that, like, like nobody... Rem- I mean, it had the fucking Digital Underground in it. Yeah. They performed. <laughs> what, else was, what else was Chevy in that was just so weird? I mean, it was Cops and Robertsons. What was the one with the midget? Is that Fletch? No. Where the midget goes down a fucking gigantic hill on a fucking garbage can. I, I, wanna, I think that was Funny Farm. No, not Funny Farm. Not Funny Farm? Way before Funny Farm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Billy Barty was the midget. Yeah. I still don't remember. Yeah, neither do I. I know it wasn't Fletch. And the Chevy Chase movies were just so... Goldie Hawn was in it. It was Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. I'm telling you. I'm not doubting. It was Chevy Chase, Goldie Hawn, and they were running from somebody. Was that Modern Problems? No. Modern Problems is the one you were thinking of. Right. Modern Problems is when the sewage spill leaked all, into his yeah, car. Yeah, he gets, he gets all fucking And he's got weird. Charles Grodin in it. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they stay at the beach house, and he's yeah. all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and and Nell Carter's in it. <laughs> I'm serious. She was... Nell Carter was in that movie. I'm not doubting this. I mean, I'm not, like, doubting it. It's just, it's like... What a cast of characters. Chevy Chase, <laughs> Mel Carter, Goldie yeah. Hawn, 
No, no, Goldie Hawn's not in Modern Problems. Okay. Goldie Hawn's in this movie with him. Okay. He's like a detective or something. Mel Carter. Unbelievable. Uh, I swear it's Goldie Hawn. Okay, so... Are you on Chevy J? Yeah. We're talking like 81. 82. Is it Under the Rainbow? Maybe it was Under the Rainbow. Let me see. Let me look. At, cause I, no, Gold, I didn't have Goldie Hawn and it had Carrie Fisher in it. I don't remember Carrie Fisher. Maybe it was Under the Rainbow. I swear he was a cop in this movie. And maybe he never appeared with Goldie Hawn in the movie. I swear she was in that movie. Well, okay. Mo- yeah, Modern Problems had no Carter in it, yeah. Yeah. Um, seems like old times. Was that it? That's got Goldie Hawn, Charles Grodin. And Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Robert Goulet. Nice. Um, Chevy Chase was like her ex-husband. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, wrongly accused of a bank robbery, a writer seeks to help his ex-wife, who is now married to the soon-to-be Attorney General of California. <laughs> right. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. Which sounds like a, a classic Chevy Chase romantic comedy. Written by Neil Simon. It was a good. It was a good movie. Yeah. There's a guy. Now I understand. I, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Neil Simon. Yeah. Yeah, he's been dead. But like, you don't hear anybody talk about like Neil Simon anymore. No. No. Like, I mean, dude wrote a ton of stuff, many many plays, a lot of which got you know made in the movies, TV shows, but. Nobody talks about Neil Simon anymore. No, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's just that odd thing of like... I mean, I know he did The Odd Couple. Yeah. And I know he did a remake of that a couple years ago. So I guess like he's still around. Like I can still do the theme song. Oh, yeah. I mean, I but I mean, what, that's what I'm saying. Like That's how you know you're old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, guess it's just an odd thing of like... I was whistling Sanford and son at work the other day and nobody had any idea what I was talking about except a 50-year-old nurse that I work with. Yeah. It's just, it's one of, it's one, it's one of those things where, like, Neil Simon's name was a name that I grew up with. Like, everything was like, oh, this is written by Neil Simon. This is right. a play by Neil Simon. This was this by Neil Simon. It was either Neil Simon or Woody Allen. Yeah. Like, so there was a lot of, like, Growing up in like the 80s and into the 90s even, like you just, you heard his name a lot. And now it's like this weird thing where I'm like, I was thinking about it. I'm like, when was the last time I heard anything about Neil Simon? Yeah, right. Yeah. So. And I never watched any Woody Allen shit. I didn't. I had no interest. I watched Annie Hall. Just because it was like, oh, this is one of the best movies ever made. Mm. 
And it was like one of those things where like at the end of it, I was like, I get it, but I, I don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get why this is considered one of the greatest movies of all time, but like, it's like a Godfather. It's just not for me. Yeah. Like what to me, like Woody Allen movies always, for the most part, always epitomize you had to be from New York to get it. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like it was like Woody Allen was writing movies for New York. Yeah. And but they got shown nationally. And people acted like, oh, yeah, that's so... I can... Like, no, you can't. Like, you know. Right, right. You know what movie I used to love that was on HBO all the time, too? Uh, was... Um, it was called The Four Seasons. Okay. It had Alan Ald in it. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Vaguely, yeah. I used to love that show. I don't know why. Yeah. Just, Alan Alda was always big. I, I, I liked Alan Alda. I mean, of course, because yeah. I watch MASH constantly. Right. But I mean, like, yeah. even the few movies he did it did do and when he appeared in were good. Yeah. Sweet Liberty was a yeah. great film. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. was. It was a good film. Yeah. Um, but uh, But he was in that, too. I don't know. I, uh, he was a good actor. Yeah. He was. Yeah, he was. I mean, I'm not going to deny his acting chops at I all. I think he ruined Nash, but I think he was a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wormhole. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh... All right, so let's uh, let's get out of this, this rabbit hole. Yeah. We've... we've dug ourselves into. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to address, Thad wrote in, as he does every week, but this week he actually has some contribute, something to contribute to the program. Okay. Uh, first off, he's extraordinarily disappointed. He seems to be aiming most of his hatred at you for some reason. Okay. Um, but, uh, he's disappointed that we don't like fireworks. Well, I can rephrase that. I like fireworks, just I like watching fireworks. Um, how un-American can you be? Well, I'll tell you how American I can be. Like, I'm just tired of it. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't want to celebrate the, the, the 7th of July. Yeah. You know. Or every other. Yeah. Four day weekend people have. Yeah. Three day weekend. Um, he does stay here. Sean, you need to call Ian out about his visit to Idlewild. Fact check Ian. He said a souvenir cup was $35. And yes, that is correct. What he neglected to tell you is that it is for a whole season of free refills. Who the fuck goes back to Idlewild for? More than once. Well, apparently... Who goes there more than one time? I agree. <laughs> um, I did notice... Tim replied, I did notice that as well. 35 gets the cup that refills all season. You can take it to Kennywood and Sandcastle as well. I didn't know that. Okay. But still, I will say this much. One, I agree with you. Who the fuck goes back to Idlewild? Like who buys a season pass? And two, like, and maybe this is 
like my problem. Like, who goes to Kennywood more than once a year? Yeah. Like, honestly, like, and I know, like, Thad will say, well, I do. Well, okay, that's great. But, like, I guess it's the way I grew up. Like, even though, like, Kennywood was, like, 15 minutes from my house, yeah. it might as well have been a thousand miles away. Because I was going once a year. Yeah. Maybe twice if I got lucky. So, like, spending, and I still feel that way. Like, I feel like Kennywood is not someplace you go multiple times a year. I just, I, I do. Like, I, I don't know why that is. Like, as an adult, I'm still, like, in that, locked into that, like, Kennywood is someplace special you only get to see once or twice a year. Yeah, every once in a while, we would go um, twice a year. One would be the school picnic that we got tickets for. I didn't even go to the school picnic. And then we go to, we go with Grandma and Pat. Yeah. I went on Grandma and Pat day. Yeah. Like, my parents wouldn't shuffle out the money for um, the school picnic. Yeah. Like, they were like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to go in a, in a month. You're going to go with your grandparents. So, like, that would be a day, like, <laughs> like you're off school. Yeah. And there's nobody to play with. <clears throat> there was nobody home. Right, right. You know, the neighborhood was empty. <laughs> you know? So you're like stuck, like playing with your Star Wars figures in the dirt by yourself. Like it was like the most pathetic day of the year for me, because <laughs> like nobody was around. Right, right. And like the next day, everybody would be like, "Oh, Kennywood was fucking awesome," and I, "Oh, you going with you?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah." You know, so like that was us. Like you know. Like, it was like one day of the year, like, I had to be nice to Tracy. and like, you know, okay, I'll play with you. Because you've got nobody to play with either. You know. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Like, I, I, like, yeah, we didn't even go to, like, school picnic. We just went no. on Grandma and Pap day. Huh. I know. Yeah. Which, like, so, like, that, that's, like, where that's ingrained in my head of, like, you don't go to Kennywood multiple times a year. You go once, maybe twice, if you know you, you're lucky. Right, right. You know. And the other side of that is I haven't been to Kennywood. And I couldn't even tell you how long. I when you took me. Oh, okay. Like it was you, Jared. Yeah, yeah. Jamie, like we went with the girls. You know. Every little. Yeah, they were. I said, I mean, we're talking. Probably 15 years since I've been to Kennywood. Yeah, yeah. Long time. Yeah. And that was a day I'm like, I am sweating my balls off. <laughs> it was hot. I am not coming back. <laughs> you know. Well, I didn't know that the, the Souvenir Cup was good for Kennywood as well. Yeah. Apparently. Um, I would never go to Sandcastle anyway. Right. Um. But still $34. Right. I agree. I, I, I will still tell you I think it's an outrageous price. Because to me, like again, it's a one-use cup. Yeah. Like, I've used it one day. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, like, that's just me. Unless you got 34 sodas in that day, it does not pay for itself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I, I get his point where, like, I guess if you are somebody who goes... 
three, four, five, six times in a, in a year, sure, then maybe you're getting your money's worth out of it. Yeah. I would not. Right. So. Yeah. Anyway. And and Lisa's mom's not going to go. Yeah. But the other side of that too, like it to me is like. How much money are you pulling in where you're like, you're like going to, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> that's the, that's the, the poor boy in me where I'm just like, how much fucking fucking money you making where you're going to Kennywood multiple times a year? Yeah, it's just people who go to Disney four times a year. I can't figure that shit out. That's like, that's like, like, I mean, that's at least 30 grand. You know, our good friends, at least our, our good friends at, you know, history of bad ideas podcast, Jason, his his brother Doug goes to Kennywood like four times a year. Like I can't figure out how the fuck. And I mean, Dis- it, Disney, Disney, yeah, he goes to Disney four times a year. Stays at Disney, like they you know, like, like staying in like a cheap motel outside of you know somewhere in Orlando where like you know you could lose a, a liver. <laughs> Bum fights. Wait, wait, wake up in a bathtub of ice without your liver. Yeah. No, like, he's staying like on on park. You know, he fully enclosed in, in the the Disney capsule for like a week. Yeah. And I'm like, what the? Like, why? First off, yeah, one, why? But two, how? But like, also, too, if you stay, like, I know people that go like five, six times to Disney a year. Yeah. If you're going to Disney five or six times and you're investing all that money going to Disney... You should have fucking free reign wherever you want to go. Right. You should be in the VIP It rooms. should be like fucking Vegas. Oh, like, yeah. If you go to Vegas enough, you stay at the same hotel, like, they start comping you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, free room for three nights. You know, shit like, like you know, that's what Disney should be. And, and they don't. They're taking all your money. But, like, so is Vegas, but just in a completely different way. Right. They're enticing you to come back. Disney's just like, yeah, just come down and we'll suck up your money again. Yeah. And there's no rewards. No. Here's a patch. Yeah. Here's a here's a famous Disney patch. Yeah. Here's a picture with Goofy. Here's a pin. Yeah. I know. It's it it blows my mind. Right. <laughs> it does. It just blows my mind. And like and he like that's just an adult this guy's doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even think he has, like, young kids any longer. I think his kids are all grown up. Yeah. Or Daniel. And it's like, like, what are you as an adult going to Disney multiple times a year for? Yeah. Like, I, that just blows my mind. So, and, like, you're dropping a minimum 10 grand a shot. Like with the way their prices are and everything. Oh yeah, airfare. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I can't imagine going one time, let alone like like four times a year. <laughs> right. Like, I gotta see the Spring Spectacular. What? <laughs> spring Spectacular. Yeah. So. The super fan Thad wanted to give us those corrections. And observations. Right. Um, Is that it? Yeah, that that was it that was pertained, you know. He also mentioned, like, you know, he asked if we watched Joey Chestnut. And 
I did. I worked on the Fourth of July, you know. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I did not spend any time looking up the hot dog eating contest so I could watch Joey Chestnut, you know, gobble down sixty three hot dogs and choke out a protester. Right. I saw that I'm choking out the protester because it was like all over the internet. Right. Like Twitter had it everywhere that day. But outside of that, like, I can give two shits about the hot dog eating contest on the 4th of July. Like, you know. All right. And besides, like I said, you know, I worked that day. So. Right. You know. It's fine. I worked until 11. Like, I heard the fireworks display going off at Renzi while I'm on a call with somebody. Like, what is that? I'm like, yeah, that's fireworks. And you can't watch. Well, I wasn't planning to anyway, so no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. But, uh, one other quick thing to cover. Sure. Uh, before, um, we call it a, a show. Um, this fascinated me. So, last week giving me one more reason to not want to ever step foot on a cruise ship. Okay. A 60-person brawl covering five decks breaks out on a carnival cruise ship all because of an alleged threesome between passengers. Wow. So, a Really? Yes. A 60-person brawl broke up in a nightclub on board one of Carnival's cruise ships on June 28th, and it all goes back to jealousy. Allegedly, the fight erupted over jealousy relating to a threesome between some passengers, significant others on board the Carnival Magic cruise ship headed for New York City. Nice. Passengers, uh, Teresa James told Fox News Digital, that when the fight broke out near the Vernonzo Narrows Bridge, when significant others accused their partners of cheating in a threesome, <laughs> James, a travel agent, had a front row seat to the melee from her room, where she watched as a fifth-floor nightclub devolved into chaos around 2 a.m. after significant others confronted their partners. Beer bottles were smashed, nearly all the ship's security guards were called to the scene, and the physical fighting spread from the fifth floor to the first floor. Holy shit. Security guards failed to break up the fight. And in the end, they had to call the U.S. Coast Guard to put an end to the drama. Holy hell. Now, so this had to be, like, so three or four people get involved in an altercation. And it has to, like, just be, like, one of those, like, things that, like, just dominoes. Where, like, somebody else gets hit by accident. They get pissed. Now people are, like, it's just, like. Like like one of those like like comedic like cowboy fights you see right right or or like like a, a biker bar fight where like one guy gets hit and then the entire place explodes you know <laughs> yeah and like, like I cannot imagine like <laughs> like I've been in a few bar fights in my life okay you know never actually won in a bar okay you know. The most notorious was the night I got my ass beat in Detroit. All right. But I cannot imagine, like, a 60-person brawl breaking out 
out of nowhere. That's crazy. On a cruise ship. On I'd a cruise ship. I'd go over. You know what I mean? Like, I would be afraid someone just... Yeah, go... Well, I mean, I guess the night... I get... Yeah, I, I mean, I can see where your point like, you know, somebody get knocked overboard. Um, <laughs> but I guess, like, the nightclub was, like, in the center of the ship. Okay. And then, like, from there, it just kind of, like... like I, I, I just, like, picture, like, people, like, fighting in elevators. Crazy. You man. know, like, how do they go from the fir- fifth floor to the first floor? Right. Like, you know, how, how the fuck does that happen? Like, uh, And then, like, like, to the point where, like, you're like, okay, we gotta call the Coast Guard. Yeah, I mean, because what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. You have to. At that point. Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. If the ship is threatened. Right. You know I what mean, I mean? Like, but, like, like when, if, if, like, things are so desperate, like, you're like, our security can't quell this. We have to call in the Coast Guard. That's a problem. Oh, yeah. For sure it's a problem. I mean, you have to think about the safety of the other passengers that are just there. Right. And can you imagine? Like, can you imagine like being somebody like, you're asleep. Right. You know, I got an early morning. You know, I got shit to do. I'm on a cruise ship. I want to shuffle board. Yeah, whatever the fuck. And like, you're awoken by like five people fighting in the hallway. Right. You know, I mean, like on the phone, the carnival. Like, yeah. Like you're at the red carpet inn or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm in a no, this is like I'm in a no tell motel. You know where, yeah. you know, you're paying by the hour. And they don't need ID. Right. It's one of those type places yeah, now yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. There's no ID needed. We're fine. Yeah. You know. We take cash only. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's what this Carnival Cruise is broken down into. That's crazy. That's nuts. It is. I can't imagine. Yeah. Plus all the people being injured. I mean, yeah. Their infirmary can't hold that many people. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Their infirmary is set up for like cut bumps and lumps and yeah, sunstroke and sunburn and yeah, COVID now. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what their infirmary's for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, if you have a, a serious medical condition, like you know, dock on the love boat ain't saving you. <laughs> right. You I don't know. know if they're gonna. You know, I don't know if they could. I'm sure they put stitches in people, but what I'm saying is like. It's a lot of people on that shit. Yeah. Like, if you have a cardiac event... Yeah. You're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I think they have helipads for that. I'm sure they do, but still, like, how long would it take for, like... Like, depending on where you're at, too. Like, I mean, if you're outside of it, you know, if you're in international waters, how long is it going to take, like, the U.S. Coast Guard to get to you? Yeah, right. You know? You know, with a cardiac event, like, you know, time is muscle. Right, right. You know? Right. So, like... There's a lot of problems there. Like, you know, I'm relying on, like, you know, Doc, who's, you know, before before I showed up, was entertaining two bikini-clad ladies. Right, you right. Know, to, to save my ass. Yeah. I know. I hear you. That's crazy. Yeah. 60 people. Yeah. Huh? Like, I can kind of, like, the biggest fight I was ever in involved 20 people. Really? Yeah, that was a Detroit fight. 20 people in that Detroit fight? Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah, most of them 
kicking my ass. Really? Yeah. That was... Let me, let me regale you with the story. I don't, have I ever told you the story of the yeah. Detroit fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm with my buddy Kevin, we're visiting his family in, in Detroit. So, this is why I'm in Detroit. It wasn't like, like a chosen summer vacation for me. I was like, he's like, I got family here. You want to spend the week in Detroit with me? I'm like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. We'll drink. And we go to this bar with his buddy. And we are the toast of the bar. Like, we have women. We have booze. We are singing karaoke. Everybody loves us. I'm about to get laid. <laughs> We're leaving the bar, and there's already a, a, a fracas taking place. Uh-huh. And my buddy Kevin's just like, hey guys, let's all just get along. Well, it turns out the reason there was a fracas is it was two separate groups of people who wanted to kick our ass for taking their women. Mm. <laughs> so now this brawl ensues. And I have this guy jump on my back and he starts biting my neck. <laughs> and so I grab his legs and I wrap them around me. I got them held tight and I just ran backwards into a wall. Mm-hmm. And I could hear him like, you know, exhale. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed him and I threw him down on the ground and I get on, I mount him and I start. Like, right to his face. Uh-huh. And at the same time, I'm getting hit in the face. Oh, wow. And I'm like, one, like I'm trying to figure out, because I'm really fucking drunk. Mm. Now I'm trying to figure out, well, where is he? He's not hitting me. I got some dude kicking me in the face Holy while shit. I'm hitting this dude below me. Yeah. So I grab that dude's legs, and I get him down, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Meanwhile, I see this guy come walking through holding... This was the 90s. He had one of those car clubs. Okay. Like the for your steering wheel. Yeah. For secu- the, the protector from auto theft, for those who don't know. Yeah. Big metal piece of metal comes through and whacks my buddy Kevin in the head with it. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, a Jeep pulls up. This guy gets out of the Jeep like Van Damme. Like, he's in the driver's seat. Steps over the girl in the passenger seat, ripping his shirt off, and just starts throwing karate kicks. <laughs> he had to God, this is what happened. And I'm just laying there thinking, I'm going to die in Detroit tonight. Yeah, he probably would have. And then it turns out this was another buddy of my friend Kevin who saw the fight, did a U turn, and came back to save us. Nice. Yeah. And the all of a sudden you hear the police sirens and this guy's like, uh, yeah, I, I've already got some uh, some problems with the, the law. I got to go. <laughs> he speeds off. Everybody scrambles in, to get away. And my buddy Kevin's, you know, he's in piss poor shape. Yeah. So ambulance comes, takes him away. And I'm like asking, like, what, what hospital are you taking him to? And they're telling me, and they're like, do, do you need assistance, sir? I'm like, no, I'm fine. And they're like, no, really, do, do you need assistance, sir? I'm like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. 
You know, they're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking fine. Where are you taking my buddy? Yeah, yeah. And they tell me with a hospital name, and I got to try to figure this out, and I have to call his sister, because I don't know where the fuck I'm going. <laughs> so, she shows up, reads me the riot act, because we, we, we went out without her. Mm. And the reason we went out without her is because she was a killjoy who kept us from going to fun bars. Mm. Well, you know. Should have yeah. known better. Yeah. So... She looks at me and goes, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Why does everybody keep asking me this? She's like, have you looked in the mirror? I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, maybe you should. So I go, she, I go in the bathroom at the hospital. My eyes are black and blue already. Really? Yeah. I had two black eyes that were just swelling shut. Really? Yeah. Because I got kicked in the head so many times and didn't know it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, that's the abbreviated version of uh, the night I got my ass beat in Detroit. But you recovered. I recovered, yeah. But oh, were your parents pissed? Well, I had to, like I called and I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm in my mid twenties at this point, mm-hmm. but you know, it was still one of those things where I was like, um, yeah, I uh, got into a bar fight. <laughs> I'll explain it all when I get home, but I'm just going to warn you now. Um, I don't look good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And like the rest of the week, like we still like three more days in Detroit. And like one night we went out to like this like nice restaurant with his parents and oh, shit. shit. Yeah. He's got like stitches in the side of his head and I've got like, you know, two black eyes and I'm like, we look like a fucking pair, don't we? He's like, yeah, we do this one. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was fun right up until that point. What did your parents say? It was like it was like one of those deals where it was like my mother was like, you know, well, I can't believe this show. I've raised I've raised you better than this. I'm like, I didn't start it. Right. You know, this isn't my fault. Right, right. If I started, I would have finished it. Yeah. My dad was just like, uh, yeah, yeah, we're disappointed in you. Wink, wink. Really? <laughs> yeah, like you know. My boy got into a bar fight. I'm sure the old man was in plenty when he was in the Navy and shit, you know. Yeah. So it was like one of those deals where I was like, you know, ah, okay, there you go. That's my son. That's my son. So, so yeah, I was like, uh, (laughs) fucking worst. (sighs) Let me see. We wrap this bad boy up. All right, so. Well, remember there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. Like I said, it's an email like Thad does each and every week. And that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very, very easy to find. And we're also on a number of podcasting networks. Uh, you can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, I want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough for your support. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>